today on The Breakdown. Nick Petrangelo and Mike Sir Watts Watson get into it when they are heads up in the 100K super high roller Aussie Millions. Holy moly, a lot of money on the line here, and a big, big hand is played. We're going to take it apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Pretty sure I've heard you say holy moly about 10 times in my life, and every time has been at the opening of a breakdown. You just like saying holy moly to really incite the the excitement from the people. I mean, I know what it takes to get the people going. I yeah. understand that. You know, it's, it's like a foreplay. Type it's also thing. really awesome in uh, Mexican restaurants when yeah. when they say like "holy mole." Yeah, my dad like makes a, that joke. A sauce. My dad loves it's a type of that sauce. Joke. Somehow it's chocolate in it. It's weird. Yeah, it's a savory chocolate sauce. It's weird. Put it on chicken. This is a cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Sir Watson, Nikki Petrangelo. These guys are good. These guys are good. Yeah, these guys are. They find themselves in spots like this often, which is you know, like heads up for 100K. Oh yeah, type of thing. No problem. Seems like Mike Watts is Sir Watson. Excuse me. Sir Watts, Mike Watson, uh, finds himself in these spots a crazy amount of the time. He's made so many super high roller final tables, um, but I think at least up to this point had not yet closed the deal on any of them. Yeah. He uh, didn't play the super high roller bowl, though, did he? No, he did not. Yeah. I think he did not have the uh, the guts to do it. <laughs> he didn't have the cojones. You know, actually, they um they had a lottery for all the players who wanted to play, and they only had like 40-some-odd spots, and right. a bunch of them just didn't get to play. I'm sure he was one of them. Probably. on the outs. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be Daniel Negreanu, because, you know, even when you don't get it, Doesn't you just matter. get in a wild card exception they bring you in anyway, because there's like 12 players they just are allowed to put in right. if they want to, and so they're like, but well, in- we want Dean Eggs. We <laughs> want Kevin Hart. We need Kevin Hart. I mean, they kind of did. Yeah. And in the Aussie Millions 100K, there's nothing like that, probably, right? The Aussie Millions and no. The Aussie Millions? Uh, Aussie. It's Aussie. 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 I, Actually, I got it. Now. Aussie. Aussie. I get it now. Yeah, you got it. That's it. Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to say all these words. Yeah, it's like you're from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, hey, we're off the rails already. It's, you know, it's bound to happen at some point in the yeah. show. Why not do it early? Hey, this hand was suggested by Pedro Almeida. Yes. Thanks, frequent, Pedro. Frequent suggester. And tweeter. Just tweets at yes, us a lot. that's true. Just that's true. all around probably a good guy, I'm going to guess. I mean, probably. I mean, I don't know for sure. We, you know, we've been wrong before. I'll tell you that, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on. Okay. Uh, moving on. Let's talk a little bit about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room before we get to the hand. Okay. Well, one thing I know about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, it's got lightning fast deposits and withdrawals grants. Well, lightning's a bit faster than the actual time it takes, but... Uh, excuse me, Grant, yeah. but lightning, depending on where it's going to, maybe not so I much I guess faster. if it's traveling across space. <laughs> <laughs> From the sun to the earth, think about it. Uh, yeah, we're talking like talk. 10 to 25 minutes for withdrawal, which yeah. is crazy. It's light, Bitcoin only. You know how long it takes light to reach uh, the surface of the earth from the sun? Six minutes. Close. It's eight. So I guess no, the earth moved a little be... closer since you oh, read that. <laughs> that statistic. Yeah. I, I think light's gotten faster. But uh, yeah. yeah, but yes, lightning fast withdrawals. Um, 
20 minutes or so, sometimes five minutes. Yeah, I had a five-minute withdrawal earlier today from Nitrogen. Yes, you did. I can verify that. That guy. was wonderful. You are not lying. You know what else is this. wonderful? Playing with the poker guys. Yeah. And you can do that on Nitrogen if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up. It's really easy to sign up. All you need is a username and a password, and you're going. You're playing. You're with the poker guys. And I, we are on Twitch, yeah. and we stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We get sit and goes going, which you only have access to if you use the link. So use that freaking link. I got something to say to all you listeners out there, too. Say it. Say all it. you listeners who've listened to the show for a while have heard these nitrogen ads for a while. Some of you still haven't clicked the link. How dare you? Some of you still haven't clicked the link. And you know what? It's time. This it's is time. the time. This is the time to click the link. Just because, you know, it's time. Yeah. We get to play with the poker guys. Free it's rolls. like when Jerry Maguire quit his job, you know? Yeah. It was just... It was time. And it, Renee Zellweger came with him. Yeah. That was beautiful. Right. Bring bring a significant other with you when you click the I link. Mean, they were not dating at the time. Bring a potential significant there other you with go. you when you click the link. Do they complete you? They probably do. Do they complete the small blind? Oh! So sick. All right. That, back, was, to the, back to the that was a weird. That was a weird one. <laughs> yeah, we sort, of, we sort of went off the rails again in its yeah. own way. That's it's okay. gonna be a weird podcast. So yeah. you know, strap in. Yeah, I mean, well, we're still sort of easing our way back into Poker Guys Portland headquarters and not Vegas. Yeah. We've been at the World Series. Yep, playing a lot, and now not been at the World Series for a while. But the Fourth of July was yesterday. You know, we're a little punchy. Yeah, already had one podcast in the books, so this one may go to some interesting places. Yeah. The moon, perhaps, which light never travels to. Science facts. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. How do you uh, know these things? I just, you know, high school. Yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah. So let's get to the hand. We are heads up for the 100K title in the Aussie Millions. I mean, how much is first place? I don't even know. So much, Didn't though. Didn't look it up. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's over a million dollars. Yeah. Right? It's probably, a lot. Probably over two It's million. a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and... These guys are relatively deep here. We're at 6K, 12K, and Watson is the effective stack with 637K. Petrangelo's got 1.1 million. So, yeah, Watts has six, uh, 53 blinds. Yep. That's pretty good. And he, in this hand, is on the button uh, with ace of spades, four of clubs, raises to 30K, rel- okay. relatively standard sizing sure. for heads-up match. It's all good. Petan- Petrangelo's in the big blind. Again, he's got 1.1 million. He's got jack of hearts, eight of diamonds. He calls. Standard. Board. Board. <laughs> Can we do a different hand? Let's this is boring. Th- let's talk about the wonders of Cascade, shall we? Cascade? Yeah, the d- dishwasher detergent. They don't pay us. Don't give them any airtime. But they do such a good job. With don't the set the precedent. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> hey, and the pot is 60K. That means there's no anties heads up, which yeah. I'm a big fan of. You in, are. In a tournament setting, when it gets to heads up, there's no point to have anties anymore. Any tournament directors out there listening, get rid of them. You we know, don't need those freaking anties. Kenny Hallert, he's talking to you. Yeah. Matt Kenny. Savage, take it in. Yeah. Learn. Yeah. From us. <laughs> now. No, seriously, though. Anties heads up are useless. Yeah, it's dumb. It just slows the game down. All right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 60K. Watson's got ace four. Spades and clubs. Petrangelo's got jack eight. Hearts and diamonds. Flop is eight. Deuce five. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Everyone got a little piece of that. It's a cooler for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Two hearts. So Petrangelo flops very well. Top pair, backdoor, jack high flush draw. It's a really good flop heads up. Yeah. For Nikki P, we're just like, well, we may have to double up Mr. Watson if he's got me because it's going to be hard to fold. I mean, there are runouts we can fold on. Of course. But there's a lot of runouts where we can't. Yeah. Heads up. Come on. We're going to go call, call, call a lot. And That's Watson awesome. has flopped the gut shot, and he has you know ace high, which is still a pretty good hand. Yeah, and it kind of interestingly goes check check. Petrangelo's check is standard, and 
Watson's check maybe for a couple of different reasons. One would be he has showdown value. Mm-hmm. That's a possible reason. Yeah. Another is this might just be a checkboard for him. Against good players, he might decide, okay, 8-5 deuce with two of the same suit, like, that's all over his range. I'm going to check. Yeah, and in fact, it is all over his hand, not yeah. just his range. And Nikki P is the kind of guy who is very aggressive. Very aggressive. And so you might decide to, especially with your showdownable hands that can improve significantly like this hand, you might decide to be checking back a lot more often against him than you would against some other players. Now, we're going to be asking the question about how many of his hands he really is checking back on this board yeah. later. So that's something to keep in mind. Wow. File it away. Nice. For later. You for know, later. make a note. And then when the sound happens that we've subliminally implanted. What then, was that word? Subliminally. 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 Okay. Implanted good. into your brains. Yeah. Then you can activate that and remember this moment. Jeez. I don't know if anyone followed that. But, yeah. But great. I don't think they should have. Well, they're not supposed to, right? Yeah. Because it's subliminal. Damn, you're good. Thank you. You're good. You, you, you brought it all together at the I end. I took, uh, you know, psychology. All right. Eight, deuce, five. Check, check. Two hearts. The turn is the seven of diamonds. This brings uh, diamond draw now along with the heart draw. Yeah. It doesn't improve anybody's hand. Well, it does, actually. It gives uh, Sir Watts a double gutter. Yeah. That's a good card. It is a good card. So Petrangelo decides, I got to get some value for this eight here. Well, there's a bunch of things. Yeah. I got to get value. And uh, guess who's probably going to call if I bet? Because you check back the flop, and yeah. they don't—they just don't fold after they check back the flop, right? They rarely fold when they check back the flop, right? So Nikki P's like, "This is one of the best hands I'm going to show up with." Yeah, I got top pair here. Like, let's get some V, yes, some value, <laughs> some value, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Petrangelo, who is known for his aggression, he bets a bit bigger than most players do. He bets forty-five into sixty. Cool. He, he tends to have bigger sizing, I think, which is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, general. the board is a little bit wettish now. Yeah. Like, we got two diamonds, two hearts. We're three to a straight. A six is an open-ender right now. There's the double gutters. There's all sorts of stuff over cards. Like, how many cards is Nick going to like seeing on the river? Right. Not he, many. He bets three-quarter pot, yeah, which is pretty— I, I think it, that's fine. I think it's fine, too. And a couple of years ago, that would seem strange. But as I just mentioned, when they check back the flop, they always call the turn, right? So one way to combat that is larger sizing on the turn. You make it a lot— a lot harder to get to showdown, you know? I mean, I really like charging all everything that Sir Watts is going to call with a little bit more because he's going to call so often. And also, we are actually near the top of our range here. So it isn't like we have to worry about getting blown off the hand. I don't think we're too interested in folding. Even if, like, we don't love it if we get raised, but I don't think we're just going to throw our I hand mean, away. I mean, yeah, if we decide to fold if we get raised, that means we truly believe Watson is checking back this flop no matter his holding because, like, what is he raising after he checks back the flop if he's not... I mean, he's betting some have, flops. He's got to. He could have turned a set of sevens. That would be the one hand yeah. that makes sense, right? You would really think you would bet that on the flop, though. Uh, it's possible he's just not betting any of it. If he's not flop. betting any of it, then we can give him any of the sets, I guess. Yeah, and right. th- then That's we have true. to consider throwing our hand away if we get raised. I mean, sevens at least there's an overcard, and you think like, uh, I'd rather turn this into a bluff catcher than trying, you know, yeah, extract value. But heads up, also, you figure you're going to get called by worse pairs and stuff too. So you'd usually bet two sevens, right? I think. And uh, Watson, he can't really fold here, right? Because he's turned a double gutter. Ace high could be the best hand. Petrangelo could have anything, really, at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've got 
11 clean outs if you're behind anyway most of the time, right? Like your yeah. ace is usually good. you got to believe your straights are good most of the time, too, right. at this point. It's a pretty good spot. We don't love heart and diamond cards that come, No, obviously. We don't. But it's, you know, it's okay. We can still be ahead, so I think we kind of have to call. I think we have to call even if we're even if we're pretty sure we're behind it. You know, if usually we're behind a one pair. I think it's a pretty easy call. By the way, if he's got two pair, it's kind of a good call, too, because we're going to get huge value if we get there. Like, it's kind of a good spot either way. I think we just clearly have to call. Is there any case to be made for raising? Oh, that's an interesting question. The problem is Nikki P can have anything. Yeah. Nikki P could have a very strong hand here. There's no reason to believe he doesn't, right? Right. I mean, he could. I mean, maybe he's just going to fire a lot on the turn if we check the flop. So maybe that would be a reason. But we have so much equity in this pot just from the double gutter. Even if we assume our ace isn't good sometimes, right? The, the double gutters are almost always good. Yeah. So it seems crazy to raise and get ourselves blown off this hand, which would be a disaster. If Nikki P's got 8-7, which he could very reasonably have, sure. we raise, he might just move in, and we have to fold a hand that we could have gotten all the monies. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a reasonable point. And we do have showdown value, like you're saying. Yeah. So I think we just have to call. What do you think? I think so. The problem is if, uh, if specifically a 6 comes on the river... That's a four, there's a four straight on the board. We might yeah. not get value anyway. It's hard to get value that way for sure. Um, we also have the bottom end of the straight anyway. Yeah. If, if, if the six comes, yeah. If, if Nikki P is bluffing with flesh draws and things like that, though, he might see it as a good card to continue to bluff with, and we'll have a tremendous bluff catcher, right? We'll never yeah. raise. We would just call and sometimes lose, but mostly win, and that's not so bad. Yeah, I mean, calling seems standard. I just wanted to explore the idea, especially considering Petrangelo's aggression. Yeah. He's a very aggressive player. I hear that. I hear that. It's a it's an interesting spot, but I think I think it's I think you just got to call. Yeah, even though I think six, that's a six can come and kill some action, but it's okay. That's probably correct. Yeah. So, mention the big sizing on the turn. I'm gonna spoil something. Oh, here we go. Always is the spoil. It's not really a spoil. I'm okay. just saying, get ready for some more big sizing, dude. You just spoiled something. It's cool. Why? Why do you got to do it? No, it's like it's like a teaser trailer. No, for it's a movie, not like that. Okay. At all. So, guys, activate the chip in your head. Okay. Yeah, because it's about time. The sound. That was the sound. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, the pot's 150K now, and the river is a jack of diamonds. It was an eight, deuce, five, two heart board. Turn was the seven of diamonds, bringing a second diamond. River is the jack of diamonds, which gives Petrangelo a top two pair because he has jack eight. Yeah. And Watson is still sitting there with ace high. Didn't ever really have much of a draw. He had the double gutter on the turn. Right. You didn't have a huge draw or anything. Correct. And But a lot of draws did come in, though, which is something to take note of. 9-10 makes the nuts straight. Diamonds come in as well. Yep. The backdoor draws came Jack in. Jack-8 makes top two. The backdoor draws came in, which doesn't matter that they're backdoor draws because it went check-check on the flop. Right. Exactly. And, and it went bet call on the turn. Either one of these guys can have the nuts, the nuts straight, any flush. They can have all this stuff. Right. So Petrangelo decides that even though it's kind of a scary-ish card to improve his hand he wants to include top two in his north pole of polarizing river bet sizing yeah and he bets pot he bets 150k yeah that's a big bet that's an interesting bet what do you think man it's hard to get called you know i think you i think if you're gonna bet like this you have to just have a reputation of betting big on a lot of rivers where you don't have it so you think like you're just gonna get heroed a lot right or else maybe you should have only stronger hands in your range that you do this with. Right. Like I would, I would, as Nikki P might want to bet smaller. 
because I'm also be concerned actually that betting this much, it's like really hard to induce anything when you bet this big, right? Like, I mean, you're really going to induce a bluff, but if you bet small, you could induce a bluff, you know? So that's kind of, so I kind of like smaller for that reason too. But if you're Nikki P and you're always betting big on rivers, which he is, then we should probably bet this big too. Cause this is, this is a huge hand heads up, right? right. It, it just is. What are we looking to get called by? I mean, that's a problem, isn't it? Uh, uh, I mean, I'd love to get called by Jack Seven, but yeah. it's hard. It's hard to imagine that's the hand he has, right? Right. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Jack Ten. He could have Jack Ten overs and a gut shot on the turn calls. Yeah, he could. Could have Nine Jack. Same thing. To believe any of those hands, which is going to factor into some other things, we have to truly believe that Watson is never betting the flop when right. the flop is like this and he's the aggressor because right. that seems like the type of hand you would bet on the flop. You have no showdown value. Right. You just want the hand to end, right? Agreed. That is that is what you'd have to believe. It's possible that's what's going on, though. It is possible. These guys are at such a high level that it may be important. it may be more important to them to have consistency on flop textures than consistency with their hand types that they're betting because that's too readable. Yeah, I mean, if like remember before we were saying like, oh, he's going to bet two sevens on this eight high yeah. board on the flop. But if he's betting that, then what other things can he bet comfortably? He's betting better value than that, right? And he's betting like crazy air. But what crazy air is there? There's not that much yeah. air, really. That's that's true air, right? Usually you have at least overs, which right. is like something you could check back. So maybe on a board like this, yeah, like we're saying. He can just check everything and make it hard on Nikki P because now Nikki doesn't know what to do uh, with a lot of his range. And you can't turn. bet the turn so comfortably where the, right. the out-of-position guy who gets the check back on the flop often bets the turn. You can't do that so comfortably if you know your opponent's checking back 100% of the time on the flop. Right. The way, the way you combat this, of course, is you bet the flop yourself if yeah. this is what you see what's happening. Or you bet big on the turn, which actually Nick did. Yes. Um, and I kind of like that as a way to combat this kind of pot control-y type thing. But but we don't know. We don't know if Sir Watts is doing this when with showdownable hands, which is like what a lot of the good players do, mm-hmm. um, or if he's just doing it on on all flops like this, no matter yeah. what. And that's a that's a legit question. Right. It is. And it's going to get asked a little bit more later. Good. So excited. So, yeah, 150K, hands over, right? Petrangelo polarized I mean, himself. I what, mean, what, what can you do? Okay, well... Sir Watts could find a hero. Like, not he much could. missed. Hearts missed, right? The six missed. Yeah. But 9-10 got there. Diamonds got there. That's it, right? And Petrangelo could have 9-10 or diamonds very easily. Oh, my God. For sure he could have those hands. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Okay. So that would be a reason to not do this if you're... Do anything... Like, that's a reason to fold if you're Sir Watts, right? And not call. I think I might have just figured something out about what's going to happen. I think I figured something out, too, as we were talking. On the okay. turn, I figured something out. So oh, we'll cool. see if it's the same thing. All right, so Watson does not call. No. He does not call with ace high because, right. you know, it's never good. So right. He folds. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's not what happens. So the most interesting thing about this to me is that Petrangelo bet big on the turn, and then he potted the river, and Watson decides, I don't think so, buddy. Yeah. I'm all in. This is crazy. Like He, go, Watson, he moves all in for 562K. Watson had only committed, like, what? 75K yeah. to this pot coming to the river. He's got ace high on a wet, crazy, everything in the world got there type thing. Not everything. A lot of things got there, and he's just moving in on Nikki P. Yeah. So so the first question would be, why in the world is Mike Watson doing this? All right. And so, so I have a theory, and I think you do too. Okay. Is it the same theory? It might be. It could be. All right. You want to go first? Sure, I'll go. Go. Um, so 
Watson doesn't have the ace high diamond blocker, right. which should mean this is a bad idea, right? Like if you're gonna do this, you want the ace of diamonds in your hand. I feel like for sure we got the okay, same. Okay, I, I think we did too. But because Petrangelo did not three bet preflop, and Petrangelo is so aggressive. Watson may believe that Petrangelo doesn't have any aces in his range, period. Oh, I actually went a little deeper than that. Okay. Doesn't mean I'm right, but I actually thought any like maybe he thinks Petrangelo's re-raising all suited aces. Oh yeah. So that means he can have the ace blocker, right. but can't have the nut flush. Yeah. So if that's true, if you think or like most of the time he's gonna re-raise a suited ace here, like, well, G Willikers, man, like yeah. What's like then he can't have the nuts like kind of ever, right? Effectively the same thing is what we're saying. Like we don't yeah. need the blocker to effectively have the blocker because we know he doesn't have it. Right. Yeah. But right. I mean that's always that's obviously an assumption. It's possible that Petrangelo would call with ace ten of diamonds preflop sometimes. It is. Yeah. Or like ace six of diamonds or something right. like that. Um but the thing that makes it really cool, if if my thing is right, not yours, right? And it's hard to know. Obviously, we don't know these things, what's right and what isn't. But if if Nick will sometimes call with offsuit aces, but re-raise suited aces that means he can have the nut blocker himself which makes this whole hand make sense yeah right and we can still win a lot so that's kind of cool so i think that must be what's going through watson's head because upon first inspection it's like this seems just spewy right like we don't block anything like you really would want to have at least a nine or a ten in your hand let alone a diamond like some of that yeah like having the uh, king of diamonds in your hand would be great right about now you know yeah the ace of diamonds obviously would be great but any diamond would block it the nine or ten of diamonds is a very key card to have as a blocker we don't have anything we got ace four off and they're both black like it's not blocking nothing it's not so let's now talk about what watson is representing and if he can do it credibly okay i think the answer to the second one is yes he easily represents all flushes i think he plays all flushes this way um he well the question comes back to that subliminal thing in the beginning yeah. right is he going to check back on the eight deuce three board right is that what it eight is eight deuce five eight deuce five board excuse me two hearts uh with like the queen ten of diamonds right because if he is wow then we got i think he probably is honestly yeah. but is he is he checking back all his diamonds no matter what basically on this flop because if he is then geez yeah he can have the nut straight, and he can have the flush. Right. I mean, okay, next question would be, can he have the nut straight? What yeah. is the nut straight good enough to do this with? I don't think it is. When Nikki P makes it 150K into 150K, and our only move to raise is to move in, like, why would we, like, if we have the straight, like, like go put, put the, your head on, that in your head for a second. We actually have 910 here, Okay. Right? Then, and I say you, I mean, of course, the audience. I assume you can do that already, Grant. I, I did it. Subliminally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we'd be sitting there and we'd be thinking, what am I supposed to get called by when I move in, right? I'm going to get called by all the flushes. I'm probably going to get called by sets and maybe some two-pair combos, maybe. That's it, right? Like, but the way that Nick's played this hand and the bet on the river implies he's polarized enough that, like, he has a lot of flushes here, right? Because he bets so big. So I would yeah. think he's not moving in. I agree with you. He's not moving in with the 9-10 here. I don't believe, even though they're heads up. I think he's calling with 9-10 because yeah. Nick bets so much. Yeah. So now we're down to Sir Watts can only have flushes. Let me ask another question. Can he have baby flushes and move in here? Right. I mean, it's not that different than 910. Like maybe we, now we can get called by 910. Yeah, now we can get called by 910, which is So nice. that's good. We don't block 910. That's good. Maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough. I don't know. Maybe but we against don't have to. maybe against a player like Petrangelo it's enough where Petrangelo is just pounding 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 constantly yeah. and like you have to punish him sometimes because he's going to be making these big bets frequently and you might have to 
sometimes have a little bit of an oopsie when you're trying to get thin value in a huge spot because yeah. this guy is just constantly betting huge. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I mean, this reminds me of the other Aussie Millions hand we did way back when. With it's, Mark, Aussie. it's Aussie. Aussie. Mark McDonald, I think his yeah. name is, right? Where he raised with like some horrible, like do six off or something ridiculous. Four six suited. Okay, under the gun. Well, way better than do six off. Uh, missed everything but bet the flop. Turned to six, got check raised, and called. Yeah, and it's sort of like, oh, he's used to people playing back at him because he's so nuts. He understands yeah. that when he has a pair, even this kind of a pair, he really can't fold very often. He needs a really good reason to fold a pair, unlike you know, uh, normal people who don't. When you get check raised and you were under the gun, you know, a middle pair is an easy fold usually, yeah. right? But like, not that guy. And so maybe Nick Petrangelo is the same way. If he, I don't know if he's that aggressive, but where, you know. He just is going to have to hero a lot more. So if you're Sir Watson, you've got a baby flush. You're just like, you it's know, too, it's too good gonna, of a hand. He's not just going to gonna do hero it. me a lot because he's used to heroing. He knows he has to hero. My hand's too good. If he has me, he has me. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's what happens. So then maybe that happens with nine ten two. I maybe. don't think so because you just knock out like get, being able to call, get called by all sixteen combos of nine ten or except maybe the one fifteen combos. I guess nine ten of diamonds. Maybe if you have a baby flush, you don't want that. But. That's pretty good to be able to add 15 combos of calls that we think he's just going to have to make. Yeah. It's like yeah. the best bluff catcher, basically, the 9-10. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's about right. So, okay. Now we're Petrangelo. Yeah. This is not a great spot. We have top two. We have top two, but... Everything got there. Everything got there, and... Some things. Examining this without any sort of leveling implications between the two players, the first thing that comes to my mind here is... As Petrangelo, we decided to put this hand in our polarized big bet range. Value, yeah. And this is, has to be very near the bottom of that range. Agreed. And we got moved in on. Yeah. So that's when you fold, right? That's a, a really good reason to fold. Yeah. Um, okay, a good reason to call is all those things, but we're heads up. Yeah. So that does change things a little bit, right? That may I mean, change... it's, it doesn't change the value that's beating us. It does not change the value that's beating us, but it may change the value that's like how likely that value is to be to exist. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like the thing is, like as Petrangelo, what are we hoping that Sir Watts turns over if we call, you know, and we're hoping he turns over the ace of diamonds, yeah. X of whatever, right? Like that's ace ten with the ace of diamonds. Mostly what we're putting him on. I think. Ace ten with the ace of diamonds is kind of the perfect hand to do this with. Right? Yeah. You block both things. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, ace nine, ace 10 with the ace of diamonds is sort of like, well, I can beat that. Yeah. Um, it is hard cause I don't think we beat any value. If we don't think Sir Watts is moving in with the straight and even if he is, even if yeah, we're wrong, we he's not moving that. in with a worse two pair. No, right? never. He's going to call quickly with the worst two pair. Yeah. So we lose to all the value. So then we have to believe that Sir Watts is going to be bluffing a fair amount. Yeah. Right. Cause he moves in for how much? 560? 562 over 150. Right, and there was this one pot just the like pot. went nuts out of nowhere. So it cost us four hundred to win like eight hundred and something, like eight, yeah, eight, eight fifty. Yeah. So we have to be right like thirty percent of the time. Yeah. We have one of the better hands we're going to show up with, but maybe not with this line, like you're saying. Maybe with this line, this may be one of the worst hands we're going to show up with. There is also in a heads-up match when you have the chip lead and you have chips behind a little bit of a kind of reverse ICM situation mm. where there is a lot of value in. Saying call and winning the tournament. Right. Because you still get to play if you lose, say call and lose that hand. Yeah. Like you end the tournament right now if you call and win. Um, maybe some other things that can go into Nick's maybe I should call category are, is it possible that uh, Mike is going to play his 
good draws more aggressively on the turn. Sometimes he's going to raise nine ten. Sometimes he's going to raise the the nut flush. Yeah. Um, and if we think like Mike only is going to show up with big flushes here, we can. If he's only going to show up with big flushes, oh, if he's only going to show up with, we like probably have to call right? queen high and better flushes. Yeah. I think we have to call. But if it's all the flushes, then it gets a little sticky. It does. I mean, if if Mike has ten nine of diamonds exactly, he's going to raise right. You just got to raise that. It's like too good not to raise, isn't it? Probably. Like we can get called by worse flushes. Yeah, it's probably, it's, especially against an aggressive player like Petrangelo. I mean, we block some of the straights that can cause, but worse flushes is pretty good. Yeah. And maybe we th- believe, like, well, n- there's like certain ace and king flush combos that Nick would have three bet pre, which yeah. I can eliminate, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, that again probably goes back to why Watson thinks he can do this anyway. Like, well, there isn't like Nick has all the king high flushes here. He actually only has some of them because he's going to three bet some of those. Right. right. So Watson believes he is uncapped and that Petrangelo is slightly capped. I guess that's true. Yeah. Maybe Watson has seen how Nick bets with the nuts also. Maybe he bets slightly differently with the nuts sizing wise. Oh, maybe. I'm just making this up. Seems maybe, unlikely at that Maybe level. he can be even more polarized than this with his sizing. You know, maybe, maybe he can, can bet go to like, like 220. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, well, he's not, he doesn't have the super nuts. We know that. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe not we know that, but it's less likely because I know he'll size up even more sometimes with the super nuts. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I would think that would be a good gun, a good, sorry, bullet to have in Petrangelo's arsenal uh, because if he's going to be hyper aggressive and betting all the time, yeah. over betting the pot is pretty great. You know, right. Tom Dewan does very well with that, or at least used to. I'm not sure anymore if he's doing right. great. But if we're not talking about two of the highest level players in the world with a lot of history, yeah. this is a snap fold for Petrangelo, right? I think so. I think this is one of those, oh, this sucks. Yeah. But, but you almost feel like Galen Hall at the PCA, yeah. where like, I, I made a. Hot size bet where his only move to raise me is to go all in. Like, he's just not bluffing very often, right? No. He's not supposed to be. So against a normal player, this feels like a pretty easy fold. Right. And the thing is, like, this is a really, really interesting play from Watson because in a traditional thought process, it's so hard for your opponent to call when the sizing is like this on the river. When he bets pot and I move in for a lot more. I mean, you look like you have the nuts, Yeah. It's really hard to call that bet. Yeah. So it's a cool thing to do, but Petrangelo is not snap folding. Tell you that much. He hasn't folded yet. No. We're still thinking over here as Nicky th- P. And maybe as Nicky P, we start to think like, would he really move in without the nuts here for yeah. this much in this spot? Like where maybe so he's... much money is there's so much there's such a huge difference between first and second. There's you know hundreds of thousands of dollars between first and second. He doesn't have to move in. Would he really do it when I bet pot on the river? I don't know. It might come down to something as simple as this. There are three times as many combos of ace blockers than there are of the nuts. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. So that might that might be all it takes. Like if we think Watson is doing this with the obviously he's doing it with a bigger range than I would expect. Yeah. But if we think he's doing this with the ace of diamonds and the nuts and maybe the second nuts, there's still more combos of the the blocker hands than the nuts and the second nuts. No question. So if we only give him the nuts and the second nuts then I think we can call. There's another factor, too. Okay. We have the eight of diamonds in our hand. We can actually yeah. eliminate some of the uh, some of the diamond combos. Right. That's like a pretty good card to be able to. No, I, I believe Watts is probably opening all diamond combos. Like, yeah. do seven of diamonds, he's probably going to bring that in for a raise. Probably. probably. Not 100%, but probably. But still, the eight of diamonds is a pretty good card to be able to have in our hand and say, like, so he has less flushes. 
right? Yeah. He definitely has less flushes, but I don't block the ace of diamonds, and he can still have all of those, yep. all the bluffs. Yep. And if we think Watson is 100% moving in with the ace of diamonds, which I guess he probably is based on he moved in with the ace four here, yeah. then we probably do have to call just for that reason. But it's, I mean, it's hard to get there. Like, if I was sitting in that seat, I would not think that way, but I wouldn't be playing against Mike Watson and I wouldn't be Nick Petrangelo when we have this whole war going on, you know? I mean, this is one of those things where like so often we're, we just did our last podcast was on the main event, three handed Veo versus uh, Johnny Bax, where they both flop a set. And we were talking about, you know, can Bax get away from this? And I was saying, no. <laughs> and you were saying, but how is Veo ever bluffing? Right. Right. And we might, if we, if indeed Sir Watts had the ace queen of diamonds here, we might be sitting here saying, how is he ever bluffing? Yeah, like, we might. He always have it? Look at the way he plays. He doesn't have to move in. He could call. He could fold. Why would he move in around the pots? I bet he always has it. But maybe Watson is either so, so good that he just doesn't always have it here. Yeah. Um, or we're just wrong about the bluffing frequencies a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe people can have a few more bluffs than we are giving them credit for in general. I don't think so. Because I don't think so either. This is unique. I don't remember ever seeing a hand quite like this where without any significant blockers, somebody moves in for a huge overshove over a pot size bet on the river. At least when they're elite players. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't think it's a very common thing. I agree. No, it's it's definitely an unusual, unusual thing. And you think this is gonna work most of the time as long as Nick doesn't have nine ten or the diamonds, he's just gonna have to fold so often. And in fact, if it's not a jack on the river, I mean Nick is probably gonna check the river if it's not a jack yeah. though, right? Or an eight. So, Nick's, yeah, Nick's probably in his head is like, I'm checking almost all rivers because so many cards are bad for me. And then he hits the Jack of Diamonds, and he's like, well, that's one of the best cards in the deck. Like, it's not ideal, but it's pretty close, right? It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't think I could ever make this call. But Nick Petrangelo does. He calls yeah, he with top call. two pair. Is it a good call? I think so. I think so. I mean, you got to be thinking as Nick Petrangelo, some of the time, Mike Watson, if he has the nut flush draw on the turn, it's going to raise me. Yeah. So I can eliminate at least some of those. I have the eight of diamonds. I can eliminate a few more flushes that way. He's got a lot more ace diamonds, ace of diamonds X rather than ace of diamonds X of diamonds in his hand. Uh, I'm near the top of my range, but I'm at the bad part of that. Like I'm, in, I'm sorry, I'm in my value range, but I'm near the bottom of my value range actually. Yeah. So forget that near the top of the range thing. I think it's a call because it's heads up and. But I don't, I don't know. know, man. I don't know, man. It's scary. It's <sighs> another factor just came to mind when combining two previous factors that we've talked about. Watson could have all the draws based on the play so far. Yeah. So can Petrangelo. We we know that, which makes Watson's move look a little suicidal. It looks also but stronger. But it makes too. it look stronger too because strong. Watson knows Petrangelo can have all the draws. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, that's what makes it sort of weird that he really moves in here. Yeah. Unless, unless he knows. That like Petrangelo's re-raising suited aces, and now we could go a step further. If Petrangelo knows that Watson knows that, oh yeah, now it's like you, he knows that essentially Watson has the the nut blocker, whether he has it or not, right? Yeah, and now we can call again because now he's now got the every, nut now everything's the nut blocker. Yeah, yeah, now he's got the nut blocker, and it's fine. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if it really works that way. I mean, that seems like crazy, but maybe we can as I mean, how else can you bet pot and call here unless something crazy like that's going on? Maybe it's something like uh, Watson. You can't necessarily eliminate all diamond, all ace high diamonds, but you can eliminate a, a big chunk of them. Maybe it's something like that. Like, well, Petrangelo is going to re-raise something like two thirds to seventy percent of his, you know, ace high, ace x of diamonds pre-flop. Uh-huh. So, like, mostly he doesn't have that. Right. That makes this move in kind of beautiful. It does, but then I guess Petrangelo knows a step further. Like, he knows yeah. something that Watson doesn't want him to know. 
it essentially seems like it. Yeah. yeah. If this is true, I mean, this there's a lot of speculation with this, but it's not unreasonable. I mean, we have to come to some sort of conclusion like that because these guys get the benefit of the doubt because they're sure. very, very good players. But it looks like what they both did on the river is suicidal. It right. looks horrible. If I just saw this on Poker News and I didn't oh, know yeah. who the two people were, I'd be like, what the hell are these guys yeah. doing? It's like you can't move in and you can't call. Yeah. But instead, they're heads up. They're both elite. They're able to figure out things that humans cannot figure out, it seems. Right. And yeah, so like Mike can move in, and maybe maybe the, like we're saying, the very knowledge that allows Mike to move in is the same knowledge that allows Nick to call. Ultimately, he just happened to be at the right level in the leveling war at the, this time. I mean, yeah, you're like, well, if he has it, he has it, but yeah. he probably would have raised the turn at least sometimes, and he knows that I don't have it. I never have the nut flush here. He knows that it's like yeah. impossible for me to have it, so he can move in, sort of with impunity, which means I have to call with pretty much all my strong value. It's it crazy. crazy. It's it gets crazy. crazy. I mean, because that means Mike should be moving in a lot when the like if he's in position when a third flush card comes. Yeah, right. Basically, should be able to do that. Maybe maybe that had been happening in this match for all we know. Maybe it happened maybe. a few other times. And Nick's like, I mean, I guess congratulations if you got it this time. Yeah, because we we didn't we just saw this one hand. We didn't see the whole right the whole battle. Well, I honestly don't know if it's a good call or not, and I don't know if it's a good move in or not, but they're both really interesting. They are <laughs> I'll really say interesting. That. It is fascinating to me that that Watson ends up putting his last 560,000 chips in the middle when he just doesn't have to. I mean, that's almost 50 blinds. I mean, like you're fine. Yeah. And you and he's just like, "Well, there's 300k out there and this is there's a lot to win right now and if I don't know if he I don't think he can call me." And I guess if that's the case, then maybe you should move in there. That's taking the spot, as we like to say. In order to win the heads-up match, you first have to become the chip leader of the heads-up match. So this is step one towards that in Watson's mind. Amir Vahidi used to say, in order to live, you have to be willing to die. This is before he himself died. He was willing. To die. Yeah. Sure. It got a little dark and weird. (laughs) You did it. But you made it worse. (laughs) Anyway, that's a super cool hand. Yeah, that's a really cool hand. I'm glad we did that hand. Right. So I think we're done with it, though. I feel like we've uh, we've washed ourselves of it. We're probably going to shoot a video about this. Uh, we're definitely going to shoot a video. Probably it just might not it. happen right now. We don't know when, but it's yeah. going to happen the next day or so. And uh, so we'll think more about it, I guess. It's I cool. guess we will. I think it was a good play by everyone. I don't know. I think probably. I think probably. We like to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. We do so much. Yeah. If their names were Quiwin and Darvin Moon playing this hand, we would yeah. be crushing them. Well, they would have worse reasons for what they did. Of course they would. Yeah. Of course they would. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.